Hi, I'm James Batchelor, and you're listening to the GamesIndustry.biz podcast. I'm joined this week by Tony Pierce, co-founder of the Reality Gaming Group, which is the developer of Reality Clash, an augmented reality shooter for mobile phones. In September 2017, Reality Gaming Group secured $3.5 million via an initial coin offering, selling cryptocurrency tokens for Reality Clash to raise money for development. Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Hi, James. I just want to double-check I have got that figure right, because I remember seeing different figures at the time. Well, <laughs> it changes every day. It's the, um, the crypto side, unfortunately. So um, we raised 9,000 Ether. So 9,000 Ether at the time was worth about $3 million. This is a year ago. Um, that $3 million uh, rose to about $10 million, um, because Ether um, went up massively from when we closed the ICO to December, as you know, that huge, great hockey stick, um, and then instantly crashed again. So it went all the way back down. <laughs> so so uh, um, it, it depends on what day and what time you ask me that question. But um, at the time of closing the ICO, it was round about three, just over $3 million, if we'd have cashed out at that time. Um, but what we actually did was we we um, we needed one and a half million to to develop the game. That was all laid out clearly in the white paper. So we exceeded it, or, or we we doubled what we were asking for. So so when um, we came to uh, cash out, we kept we took out one and a half million, which is what we needed to make the game. So we had that banked. We wanted to keep that just in case the market crashed, and we let the rest ride on bitcoins and ether. And that went up hugely. We took some more out, thank God, and then watched the rest um, nicely disappear in the last six months. Um, but, uh, but you know, um, that's just the nature of, of ICOs. And, um, and you know, it worked perfectly for us because we got the money that we needed and we've created a great project. Well, that's the thing. The, the, the fluctuating nature of cryptocurrencies, ICOs, blockchain-ness, <laughs> yeah. this, this whole uncharted technology this whole this whole uh, concept that the world is still kind of getting its head around is why we've brought you on the show today is why we're we're talking um i kind of want to start then about that that fluctuating value i mean there was a big cryptocurrency boom towards the end of last year um a lot of people buying graphic cards and mining coins um as a result or maybe connected to that it, it's I'll be honest, I, I still 100% don't follow cryptocurrency like as expertly as, as those in that field. But Bitcoin, obviously, one of the most notable uh, cryptocurrencies, that value dropped massively. Over the last year, there have been a lot of uh, cryptocurrency scams or, or rather failed projects where people have raised a lot of money and then whatever they've raised money for has just never appeared or that company has mysteriously disappeared. I guess in such a weird environment as such a such a, a, a turbulent environment how does that affect your ability to do business to keep developing reality clash and to kind of hold up icos as a, as a valid funding model uh well, well let's start with um the question of bitcoins and um you know you say uh, you know the markets crash usually well it, it had to come back at some point and if you actually look at, I, I was reading the article, which, by the way, our first article was literally this time last year on 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 us raising this ICO. And Bitcoins then was five and a half thousand dollars. I just look back um, today. It's about six and a half thousand. So it's still ahead of last year. Now, it still has an 18, 20 percent increase year on year. That's not bad. The problem is everyone saw it go to 20,000 and crash back down. But that's because 
the world went nuts. You know, it was one of those things where everybody was scared not to be in it and and the market just rose way too fast. And I think everybody um, in January knew that, that the market had to come back down. Now, I think everyone was surprised that uh, it came down so fast and so quick, but it's still ahead of last year. And I think, you know, this isn't a market that's going to disappear. If this was a a, a bubble that was about to burst it, or, or bubble that has burst, Bitcoins would be worth zero. It would be worth nothing. It isn't. It's still six and a half thousand dollars a Bitcoin. And it stayed there. And actually, um, it, it, it's hovered around that mark now for the last couple of months, which means it's stabilized. And what that means is finally the hype's gone. Now you're seeing products that are coming out where there's a utility where a Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency can be used. And and the past has all been about speculation. It's all been about, can I make some bucks on this? And and I think what's what's going to happen now is you're going to start to see um, not just Bitcoins and other cryptocurrencies, but ICO tokens where there is a utility, where the product that uses that token starts to come through and, and, and is actually out there. Once people start using it and using these tokens, the market will go up. You know, and th- that's that's got to happen. I mean, I I went past um, a, a pizza place the other day and it said uh, Bitcoin. Uh, we take Bitcoins. And, you know, I wasn't even hungry, but I stopped and went in because you need to start using these things. And once you start using them, that's when you'll start to see the market come back up. And, and, and you know, I, I just think it's uphill from now. I really think um, you're going to start seeing everything. Um, everything has consolidated and now it's going to start moving back up. But I guess that's the trouble, isn't it? Trying to get people to actually start using their coins. I mean, case in point, the the, uh, the Ether coins you guys have been selling, people won't be able to use them, presumably, until Reality Clash comes out. So that's kind of a stock of tokens that is just out there that currently has no use. And therefore, how does it well, have value? Yeah. So, so um, again, going back to how the, the proposition of our ICO was that uh, you invested Ether into us. Um, and we sold you a Reality Clash coin at a discount back. So people were paying us in Ether and we were we were giving them Reality Clash coins. So we sold 14 million coins in our ICO. So there's 14 million Reality Clash coins out there in the world that um, thousands of people have in their wallet. And um, as soon as we closed the ICO, every well, a number of our investors were going, when are you going to be on the big exchanges? Because all they were thinking about was, how can I flip my coin and make a profit? They weren't interested in our product, in our game, nothing. You know, these are people that literally bought it cheap and wanted to sell and make some money on it. And one of one of my um, advisors that I had um, said to me, and it was great advice, actually, he said, do not go early on the big exchanges because all people want to do is sell it and they don't care about your product. Wait until you have the game ready or something to use your tokens on and then the coin will have a value and people will want to buy it and there will be liquidity in the market and you'll start seeing the coin rise. So we took that advice and, and you know, our, our coin did go on a number of decentralized exchanges because it just happens to do that. But the bigger exchanges we held back on and and um, uh, we went on our first centralized exchange called BlockX, which is um, a, you know, a fairly big exchange two months ago. And we went on it the same time as our shop opened and our shop is where you can buy the weapons that you can play in the game. 
And we open that shop early so people can come in and start buying these guns up front. And um, the reason people do that is because they're limited edition weapons. They're all digital assets. They're all collectibles and they're all logged on the blockchain. So people are coming in, buying these guns today for Reality Clash coins and waiting for the game to come out. And then they're going to start trading them. And the day we did that, the value of our coin went up 380%. It was the highest riser in ICO game tokens in the whole world. Um, you know, we were the best performing uh, token out there. And that's because suddenly there was something to spend your tokens on. Right? There, there, was a, there, was, there was something to do. You could actually go out and, and, and buy these, these in-game digital assets. And we started to see trading and the coin value went up. And, and we sold three. In fact, we've, we've just gone over 4,000 weapons. So we sold 4,000 guns on our website. There's nothing you can do with these guns yet. You can't use them in the game. You can't trade them. But people are buying them because they know that if, when this game's successful, the guns are going to go up in value. So we had 500,000 Reality Clash coins spent in our store in two months. That's, that's, that's amazing, considering we also do, we've done little marketing because the game isn't out. So I believe... When the when the, the game comes out in January, um, th this coin is going to fly because there's it, it, the products there, the utilities there that you can use it on. And that, that I think, is where um, some of the issues with ICOs and and the, the collapse in some of these ICO coins have happened because, one, the product hasn't arrived that you can use the coin on. Um, it's been delayed. It's slipped. The company hasn't lived up to what their roadmap said in the white paper. And there's no liquidity and no one's buying them and the value falls. But if you're sensible and you, you, you manage the token economics and you launch a product on time and you tell your community what's going on, suddenly you start to see um, the coin rise. And, 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 you know, we're not here to we're not traders. We're game developers. So, so it's, it's a whole interesting market on the token economics and, and how to, to work that. But. As long as we have a great product and a great game and there's something to use them on, then the token price will go up because people will want to buy it. And that's the most important thing. You know, make sure you have a great product and bring it out on time. Even then, like, as you say, you, you opened the market and people started um, buying the guns ahead of the game. So they're, they're all armed and ready for when a Reality Clash comes out. But again, how can you kind of gauge whether or not that is interest in the game itself or if people are buying these weapons thinking, right, this is going to be a collector's item which I can then sell for Reality Clash coins which I can then cash out and then, again, flip a profit. Like, the, I have to say I'm quite cynical around cryptocurrency because everyone I personally know that I have heard and talking about cryptocurrency, you just get this tone of they are doing it for the sake of cashing out later. Like, to them it is kind of a gamble isn't it oh i'm gonna invest this much now and i can sell it later for 10 15 times the amount so how how is it possible for you as a developer to gauge genuine interest in your game when it's connected to something like cryptocurrency and the whole get rich quick kind of mindset okay so, so we have two products and they connect together so the first product is uh is an online store where you can buy our digital assets in our case weapons now today and then next month we launch a trading platform where you can trade those digital assets now you as a person could just do that you can just come on and just enjoy the fact that you're trading in-game assets you might never play the mobile game you're just a trader that likes this kind of stuff and you know when you look at the digital um 
trading market today, it's massive. The big game changer has been the blockchain where it's lot, you are the physical owner of that digital asset, that, that in-game collectible, and it's logged on the blockchain and you can sell it or you can keep it forever. No one else can copy it. That the, all, all these are limited editions. It's a bit like CryptoKitties, which started this whole thing. You know, the reason it's it's um, it's done so well is because these cats are one of a kind. You know, they're they're, they're worth something because there's no other ones out there. So, so what what we're doing is very similar is we're creating these limited edition weapons, which you can buy. They're logged on the blockchain. We send you a certificate with proof of purchase and it's yours forever. Now, what you do with that is up to you. You can either just keep it and look at it because they, they are pretty cool guns um, or you can trade it or you can decide to use it in the game. So the second product is the mobile game. Now, the mobile game itself, you might not care about these digital trading assets. You might not even know that they're for sale because on the game itself, you buy um, totally different weapons through in-app purchase. And those guns that you buy in the mobile game are non-tradable and don't look as they don't come with the flash skins. I kind of call them black and white guns, um, but they have no advantage to the ones on the, the blockchain guns and the ones in game. There's no difference in what they do. They just that they just um, the, the skins are different uh, and they're, they're not limited and they're non-tradable. So if you download the mobile game and you play that, you buy in-game assets like you would on any game. You buy a bundle of silver coins, we call them, and those silver coins get you a choice of guns, health, ammo, defenses, all this kind of stuff. And you can play away and never know about the trading guns. But when you see a, 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 the enemy come towards you and they're holding this really cool Bitcoin gold flash gun, you go, where the hell did you get that from? And actually, the only place you can get those is via the... Um, the trading platform and, and and that's that's how the two connect so, so you could just be a, a trader and just play and speculate on guns you could just be the mobile gamer and just play the game or they can connect right i'm with you yeah and we've we've seen the the popularity of kind of cosmetics and stuff i mean that that's what's driving Fortnite, isn't it the um yeah, absolutely sales, sales of the cosmetics so i guess throwing in a, like kind of this this cryptocurrency element so that the, the players can sell in their own i can i can see the appeal of that I think but can you imagine but can, can you imagine playing fortnite and you buy one of the you know the limited edition jackets you cannot take that jacket out the game and sell it to someone else yeah right it has to stay within the fortnite universe it's the same with world of warcraft you know within that game you know you see swords um being traded for five ten thousand dollars in some cases the the you know some some one-off super cool sword actually it stays in the game. You cannot take that money out and sell it. You cannot take the game out and sell it. You know, the thing with the, the, the product app, the thing with the blockchain, because it's a, 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 a crypto token, and in our case, it's an ECR20 token, that allows you to um, sell and trade the in-game assets. And then um, when you've got the Reality Clash coins that you've done with that trade, you can take those coins out and sell them on an exchange for fiat currency you know it's it's a game changer and and i i really think that the the fact that you can now own part of the game yourself and actually you decide what to do with it really is a a massive game changer in the games industry and and and, you know i think i think you know in in two three years time people will expect 
to own in-game assets and do what what they whatever they want to do with them. Take them out the game and play them in another game. Take them out the game and sell it to someone else. You know, you bought it, you own it. And this is where um, where the, the the blockchain comes in. Again, I, th- I think my issue with that is then that 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 requires a larger audience because the larger your audience is the more valuable or more potential buyers you have for your item so say you yeah Yeah. i've got this incredible gun i want to sell it on you need as large an audience as possible to sell that on otherwise it becomes useless so that ramps up the pressure on companies like yourself surely to have that that large enough audience that large enough economy i i say that i mean we we have been very selective with covering cryptocurrency and and blockchain based projects on gamesindustry.biz largely because a lot of it is still unproven and a lot of these games that that are out there are being um you know having that you know raising money a lot of them are still in development a lot of them are unproven they have no audience behind them beyond the people that have bought the the currencies but it's like we've had pitches like for your uh, someone oh we've, we've, we're making an rpg where you can make your hero and then you can sell that hero and make money this is the first time gamers are going to be able to make money from their character creations like that's great if you've got enough players doing so bethesda could do that because enough people are playing fallout skyrim whatever um you know same with warcraft but like but, but a lot of a lot of the the blockchain companies are a lot smaller yeah. I, guess, I guess i guess what i'm getting is like how how much does that ramp up the pressure to get the audience? Because otherwise, you're failing to l- deliver on what on on the promise of the the economy you're building. But also, then, like the people who have already invested in the coins, they then have less options yeah. to use them. Well, the, we've got to have a great product, and a great product will will create the audience. I mean, we're, this, this whole industry is so new. But you know, it's like going back. To mobile phones and, and gaming on that you know i was i was in the mobile phone industry when it was texting games no one ever believed that in literally 10 years later that gaming would be what it is on on mobile handsets because there was no audience when, where literally 12 years ago when i started in mobile games no one was playing games on their phones but we believed that this is uh, the handset would become a great bit of hardware to play games on and I believe that right now, this is exactly like that was back then. This is a brand new um, industry, which needs to have a great product, which needs to make it really easy to use. I'll come, that, that, that's one of the problems right now is, is the UI and the, the, the friction we, that users have to go through with buying tokens is, is hard. But if anyone's going to change that, it's going to be games companies. I mean, you know, games companies invented virtual currency. You know, we started that. You know, gamers get virtual currency. So, um, and, uh, the fact that 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 already exists, and all you're doing is bringing a, a different kind of virtual currency, which is a crypto token, which can then be sold for real cash. You know, we're halfway there on that because gamers get it. I, I just, I generally do think that um, once there's a a, a really uh, a, a number of good games it's not just one but once once people start playing these and it's user friendly and easy to use and i, I just think it's going to explode I, i've no question that this market is going to be huge fair enough and there is there is a lot of optimism around it particularly from companies like yourself who are investing a lot of time and effort into these as you say like the the barrier you've got though is the the easy to use as you mentioned like you, know, you there's there's still the need to kind of educate people yes gamers and the tech savvy gamers they understand virtual currency cryptocurrency how it all works 
the mass market, the larger audiences, and uh, you know, again, going back to the need for a larger audience, like you know, the casual gamers, like they need to be educated. You guys did an interesting kind of um, educational slash marketing initiative um, back in September. You opened a temporary pop up shop in Soho in London, yeah, um, where you were selling, I think it was like merchandise for the game, and were you selling in game guns as well? But it's like you, you opened a shop where the only currency that shop accepted was the reality clash coin is that correct yes yeah that's right so i, I mean I, obviously you know great to kind of educate people on the concept of of what cryptocurrency is and how it works equally it's kind of good great marketing for you because it's kind of you know generating more people you know more customers using i think people had to sign up a, a set up a wallet. you helped people set up a wallet yeah and, and, it's kind of a training thing yeah yeah because, because the problem is as, as i mentioned it is hard work right trying to try i mean the way that you buy reality clash coins right now is you need to um get an get get an uh, an account on an exchange where you can buy ether and bitcoins right so first of all you need to do that and actually setting up an account on a coinbase which is probably the easiest or a kraken is still quite painful there's some due diligence you need to send in a passport picture it's a bit like opening a bank account so you have to go through that process then you have to transfer your fiat currency from your bank account into that exchange. Once it's in there, you need to buy some Ether, right? Once you've bought that Ether, you, you now can go and buy some Reality Clash coins, right? So now I go and buy some Reality Clash coins. Then with that, I need to take those Reality Clash coins out of the exchange and put it into uh, the Reality Clash account on my website. And then you, you and, and that's how you, you, you bring the coins in. Oh, it, it's painfully hard work, right? So um, you know, that 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 bit is out of our hands, but we're trying to make it simpler. And even last month, we um, have allowed people to buy Reality Clash coins on our website with a credit card. That's a world's first, right? Normally, you have to go through all of that exchange stuff. Now we charge um, a premium because uh, we don't want to ever sell under what the exchange is because that, and we follow with an API if the if the price of our coin goes up on an exchange, so it goes up on our website. And it will always be 20% higher, but we save you all of that issue around trying to, you know, starting an account on an exchange, sending your 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 pounds into the exchange, changing it for ether, all of that hassle. We make it simple. So, so we're trying to make it easier for, for users to buy um, our currency. And by giving credit cards, uh, allowing credit cards, that has made it just like any other game. Any other game where you go on to... Um, an online game where you go on you pay by credit card you get virtual currency you go now go and spend it in the game it's exactly the same you know so, so the ui is we're just trying to make it simple a more mass market um uh, to allow more more users to come in i mean better ux you know better game design all of this will help onboard new customers um and just make the process smoother well, you've also been trying to help educate um, developers. Uh, I say this in regards to last year you wrote an uh, advice piece for gamesindustry.biz um, about funding via ICOs. This was shortly after your, yeah. your own uh, initial coin offering finished. You offered a lot of tips in killing like, you know, like how the importance of explaining your business and how the coin is going to be used via a white paper. I guess 
it's been such a, a busy year in in the cryptocurrency space, as you say. Bitcoin's gone up, then down again, or down, then up again. Like there've been so many um, different projects have appeared and failed, and so forth. Appeared and failed, or some succeeded. Like, how would your advice change? Like, how has the the process and the potential for ICOs? How has that changed since? So, because when you guys ran yours. Not as many people were doing them. You guys were one of the earliest, certainly one of the first I heard of running an ICO. And then since then, Christ, the amount of press releases I get yeah. about ICOs. Like, yeah. what what's changed? Like, I, <laughs> well, it, it's amazing um, what's happened in the last year. I mean, I can't believe the change. If we were to do um, an ICO now, uh, it would probably cost us. Well, we, we spent hardly anything when we did our ICO because we were we were we were an interesting ICO project. You know, at the time, the only ICOs that were happening were big blockchain enterprise companies and 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 big tech stuff. So we came along with this this cool, sexy game, and actually we stood out from the crowd. So um, on all the listing sites and and all the places that that at the time we went to 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 for for ICO investors to discover us, you know, these sites wanted us on it. And we did a great viral marketing campaign and it was real fun, really fun and based around gaming and first person shooters and all this kind of stuff. So we stood out. Now, 12 months on, if we were to do the same thing again, it would cost us two, three hundred thousand pounds. You know, it, the, the cost of just being listed on the bigger ICO listing sites, the cost of marketing through these sites has just gone through the roof. And, um, you know, I, I think if you were a brand new ICO, the cost of launching one now, I've heard rumours that it's around about the £500,000 mark. You know, by the time you've got lawyers in, by the time you've got um, the marketing campaign, by the time you go out. And it's just, it's you know, it's not for startups anymore. So I think if, you know, we were a total startup. So if we were to do it 12 months on now, I don't think we could have afforded to. So so that, that's taken out a lot of stuff. But um, the, the, the key thing, the key change I mean, when we did it, there was no KYC on our investors. There was no private investors that came along first. And I think now ICOs tend to be just the private sale or the pre-sale. And actually, it doesn't even sometimes go out to the crowd. You know, it's, it's big investors coming in and buying big chunks of your tokens. When we did it, there were no big investors. In fact, I went and saw some VCs and said, do you want to come in and buy some tokens in our ICO? And I was Honestly, most of them went, I don't know what an ICO is. This was 12, 13 months ago. Yeah. Now you get VCs just investing in ICOs. So that so so it's gone to, to the bigger investors. Um, you know, there was no uh, real structure or rules to ICOs when we did it. There was nothing that we could follow because we were so new. There were no regulations whatsoever. That's become a bit stricter in terms of, of the process now. There's, there's You kind of follow the rules that... ICOs have set themselves. Um, as I mentioned, we, you know, we could advertise across social networks. Um, so we could advertise on uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Snapchat, all of those. All of those have now banned ICO advertising. And that's not because they dislike ICOs, by the way. It's purely because of fraudsters um, take, pretending to be you and sending people to fake websites and fake accounts. Um, so, again, where you can advertise has, has, has uh, shrunk. Um and when we were doing it, there were scammers and, and um, fraudsters around every corner. Um, and then I think post-ICO, um, what we learned then, there was no rules. I mean, 
no bank account, for instance, or sorry, no bank in the UK would give us a, a, a bank account. Literally, as soon as you mention ICO, there we go. OK, we need KYC on all your investors. Well, we don't have any KYC because we don't know who they are, because all we have is a wallet address. Oh, well, then then it's impossible to open a bank account. So every bank said no. Um, and that's that I gather is still a big problem. Um in terms of setting a business account up on an exchange, because when you've got all this ether, you need to change it into euros. So to set, you need to have a business account on a big exchange that can cope with that that amount of trades. That can take up to four months to get now, and the due diligence that these these exchanges go through with you as a business, because they're 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 so nervous about um, KYC and regulation and um anti-money laundering that that it can take three to four months for a business to set up an account with a big exchange to change your ether and euros into into fiat currency when we did it actually it was only a couple of weeks but again we were brand new um the other problem we had was when we did have all this money actually withdrawing it into euros you were set a limit so we were sitting on millions of dollars worth of of um ether but we were only allowed to take out $100,000 worth a month. They set that limit. And yet, you know, it's just bizarre. You know, you could see the market crash and there was nothing you could do about it because they they set these limits a month. I think that's now widened, but um, it's, it's, still, it's still a big issue for people. Lawyers, you know, they were nervous on giving us any advice, any regulations, because they did not know themselves. And I still think when it comes down to tax implications, uh, that it's still... A bit wild west. I, I, there are no rules yet, so everyone's um, you know still working that through. Um, you know, it, it, it's 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 a lot better now than it was a year ago. I think in terms of of how you launch an ICO and the different parts you go through um, than it was when we did it, but um, it's still not an easy process. No, and that, that that throws up so many questions. Like yeah. that, that whole spiel you've just done, like, like so things like yeah, like okay, it's not for startups anymore, and yet we haven't seen the big companies. And I'm I'm looking at the traditional gaming space, so EA, Activision, wow. King, Superstar, like that. So I haven't we haven't seen any big companies really go for, um, uh, you know, try an ICO, try their own cryptocurrency. The only one I seem to recall was Crytek, uh, the developer. Yeah. They launched their own cryptocurrency. Um, there really wasn't much information on how well that did. They've been very kind of quiet about it, and there was a lot of skepticism around that because of all Crytek's financial troubles at the time. I like that to me. That's that's a warning, not a warning sign, but that's a that's a, a telling sign that if even the bigger companies aren't getting involved in this yet, and I grant you they they're always kind of cautious about new technology, things like virtual reality. A lot of them to, you know took took their time, but the fact that they're holding off suggests that this this technology just isn't there yet isn't not isn't viable but isn't isn't proven yeah. enough. well 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 you say you're talking about the games industry you know there are big well-known companies outside the games industry that have done very successful icos you know telegram did one kick did one you know so so there are big companies coming into it i think you know that in the games industry um you know the the bigger games companies are 100% looking at blockchain gaming. I mean, Ubisoft is now kicking off um, uh, blockchain games. And I'm sure EA and, and all those guys are looking at this market. But they're, 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 they're sitting back watching. I mean, EA never got into mobile games until much later on. You know, they watched the market and then at the right time came in and, and, and 
either acquired companies or or then went big. And I and I think the same thing's going to happen here. But I but on the ICO front, I. I don't know if these companies need to do an ICO. No, that's um, true. You know, so so I, I, an ICO is about raising cash, right, and giving your token away at a discount. Games companies can still get, can still launch a crypto token. They don't have to do an ICO. So I do think that um, you're going to start to see the bigger games companies creating their own token, which can be um, used in a number of their games and 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 allow users to then go on and physically buy in-game digital assets, which you know I truly think is going to be a billion-dollar industry in the next ten years, and and you know that that I think you'll start to see. I did, I phrase that badly. I said, yeah, I, you're right. The ICOs definitely aren't needed by the big companies because they already have the money. But yeah, yeah I, so you 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 reckon they're they're going to start starting up their own their own crypto tokens? Like I, I do. I'd yeah, be, I'd be intrigued to see if 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 that happens. The other thing that you you mentioned there, obviously, that um, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, like all these yeah. um, Google, all these massive platforms that honestly like are essential to getting your your message out across the internet nowadays. They've banned these, and as you say, it's because of the fraudsters and scammers. But that still, that surely massively impacts any company, regardless of size, startup or otherwise, their ability to either do an ICO or create a currency and drive interest and and purchases of that currency. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's clearly a, a massive blow. Um, the fact that they've done that, but um. You know, there are other marketing channels and, and you can still advertise a game on Facebook. And, and, you know, the fact you just can't advertise the ICO. So you, but I can advertise Reality Crash as a blockchain gaming company that they're, they're fine with that. So it's just it's just purely around the funding bit. We're running short on time, so I kind of want to um, wrap up a little. I, looking back on on what you guys did, because obviously, like this, it was such a new technology. You were one of the first companies to to kind of experiment with this. Looking back, knowing what happened um, over the past year, knowing more about the the cryptocurrency market and the blockchain and everything, is there stuff that you would have done differently? Were there mistakes you made, and you look back as like that really held us back? Uh, well, back to the ICO. I actually wish we'd have spent more money on marketing because you know we we spent almost zero and we raised a lot of money and I think if we'd have if we'd have actually invested higher we'd have raised a lot more um, because it was that that time when things were 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 just going crazy. Um, I think in terms of the technology, uh, the game itself um, goes into beta has just gone into beta actually went into beta last week so it goes into a private invite only beta um, and. Um, Anyone can come to our website and sign up for that. And the game is looking incredible. I, I have never come across a game like it. And, and even presenting it to Apple and showing them how we're using their AR kit. And, and, and you know, the, it's incredible. I mean, when you go into combat, you literally walk into a virtual world and you are inside a video game. And, and you coming towards me is an avatar. And if you physically step, step left... The avatar goes left. If you st- if you run right, your avatar runs right. If you jump, it jumps. You know, it's it's quite amazing to to play. And and you know, when you when you do see people playing it, it's it's just it's hysterical. And 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 I, and I think what we've what we've done from the development side is way beyond what we actually said in our white paper. The addition to that is the trading of our guns you know i i had no idea that we would sell four thousand before the game's out i mean that to me is incredible now having five hundred thousand reality crash coins spent in our store 
when there's nothing to use these weapons on yet just astounds me so we so you know the market you say is quite small actually we've got a huge community and i think if we can if we can break this in the, the mobile game into being more mass market and then gradually teach people how the um the blockchain part works you know we're we're, we're one of the first to to help make that that user journey smoother you know so so i think um you know there's lots of things from the token itself which has changed i mean we're an erc20 token which is uh the the, the code behind the coin um you know there's lots of different versions now the new one is an erc21 token which allows you to sell those in-game assets on marketplaces on different websites you know uh we're looking at doing that but that there might be another kind of code that goes around a token in a month's time you know there's the it's so fast moving it's, it's changing rapidly um but I, d I don't think there's anything um on the game side we'd have done differently i think um i think we were during the ICO and post the ICO, literally, we were making it up as we went along. There was there was no rule book. We didn't know what was going to hit us next. There were so many barriers, you know, as I mentioned, from banks to to, to all the way through. But um, and and then you got to start thinking about the token economics because anyone that has invested will want to use that coin. So you can't forget about the exchange part. And you can't forget about the value of that token and um and how you manage that and that's all been new you know that's something that um when we did the ico you know was way it you know the the, the thought of getting on an exchange and then the thought of how you manage the value of that token was was not something we were thinking about at the time but has been has now become a major part of the business fair enough and uh last kind of question kind of what what's next for reality clash obviously you've got the shop open now as in the you know the, the trading store so people are able to trade weapons when are you kind of aiming to get the the game out or, or add more value you know, more uses for that coin yeah so uh right now the shop is open the trading platform where you can start trading those uh weapons um launches next month the game itself now is um in private beta for Android and iPhone. That um, we've got thousands of people that signed up to beta test it on our site and we're sending them out in batches each week to because they're all over the world. We, we actually have a, a, an amazing amount of um, beta testers in Japan and Russia, weirdly enough, that uh, have, have come in. Um, but we've also um, tied up with two universities. So, so we're, we've tied up with Kingston and with Westminster University in the UK who have gaming courses. So those universities are beta testing our game. In return, we're doing workshops with them on, on, on AR gaming and stuff. So, so that's really cool. And we also sponsor an esports team in Denmark. And, and that team is about 100 people and they're beta testing it. So the beta test will last anywhere between a month to two months. In my, so, so in my head, the, re, the, the official release is, is January. Now, whether that can move forward or move back will depend on the feedback we get from the beta testers you know bug changes oh this needs to be moved this was complicated this needs to be changed now all, all this will happen in the next three weeks brilliant thank you so much for your time today uh, tony that's been fantastic cool we will be back soon uh, with another episode. All previous episodes can be found at the site or on your podcasting platform of choice. In the meantime, you can find all of your news, analysis and insight into the world behind video games at gamesindustry.biz. Music